my boys feeling right Here to party all night And we all from PA So shawty, what is your name? Raise a glass to this beat This is group therapy And we got a new yeah. one for you uh, 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 uh. <coughs> Oh shit, here we are Alright Me, Kevin, Jake's on his way Kevin, say hi to the people Hey, let's go boys And here we are We are, we are with, uh one of uh, one uh, one fourth of Hot Fudge Mondays and what one third of Sunset or one fourth of Sunset? Yeah, it? I'm a quarter of each. You're a quarter. We're with we're here with 25 percent of each of Hot Fudge Mondays and Sunset over Mars. Um, we'll be joined with another 25 percent of Hot Fudge Mondays here soon. Whenever he decides to show his face, <coughs> uh, excuse me. We're just gonna be talking about music today. Whatever comes up. Uh, Kevin was just telling me that. Um, he will be going to Pittsburgh to record with his band here soon. Is that right? Yeah, so we're going um, this Saturday. We're going to Tonic Studios. Um, what happened was Sunset, um, we had like a little drama dilemma with a studio we were going to go to. Okay. But I'm not going to get into details of that. So I had to go studio shopping. It really felt like no one was trying to go studio shopping, mm-hmm. so... I was looking around. I was looking in the Pittsburgh area mainly because I'm like, all right, that's close. Yeah. And Pittsburgh's a big area, so mm-hmm. there has to be, like, quality um, producers quality and such shit, out yeah. there. So um, I found Tonic. I was listening to mixes and stuff, and I'm like, I like these. And then I came across, like, <coughs> oh, one band, and they sounded really like post-hardcore math rock. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, my bread and butter. Okay. And I really like how he um, mixed and mastered it, so... I called him up, I explained the situation of, like, mm-hmm. we're trying to get songs out and stuff, and he has great rates and stuff, so we're definitely going to make the most of it. Good, that's good, that sounds great, that sounds great, that sounds exciting, oh, yeah, um, like, I, I was just talking to you, too, that's, that's great, dude, so, what, so that's with both bands, then? You're yeah, so, it's funny how it worked out, like, I go to Pittsburgh, so, this weekend I'll be going with Hot Fudge Mondays. Then I'm going to Pittsburgh Tuesday with my dad and my friend to watch a Penguins game. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going Friday again, but for the studio again. So I'll be in Pittsburgh three times within the week. Hey, I mean, you do what you got to do, man. The grind, the grind never, ever, ever stops. Period. Uh, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. You know, he said he said it's a marathon. So I mean, you know, life is like a marathon, bro. It's well, just when you think you're at the end, you know, you just got a couple extra steps, and then it's a couple extra steps, mm-hmm. and it's a couple extra steps. You just got to keep, you know, you got to keep the motivation up, got to keep the grind going, because that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to, shit, I'm still I'm still job hunting. I got two jobs right now, still job hunting, trying to get myself, you know, like a nice little laptop or something, even like a little used drawing, mm-hmm. so I can start producing my own beats and shit, because people will be charging outrageous for beat production and studio time and... Mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely can be pricey. Mm-hmm. I mean, some, especially if the studio charges by the hour. Right. That could really, like, ruin someone's day if you're ill-prepared. But also, like, you got to have good chemistry with the producer. Mm-hmm. Gotta, I mean, gotta I have t- an engineer that you, you know, that you know well that y'all can, like, roll off of each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, for me personally, I try to, like, cater to the engineer's needs. And, like, it's give and take. Like, mm-hmm. We don't want to be in- inconvenience to him because, like, if we really like his work, we want to go back to right. him. And, I mean, obviously, if he likes us, he'll keep us around and whatnot, develop relationships mm-hmm. and such. So, 
I mean, yeah, I'm just pretty hyped about going to record and such. Yeah, I'm hyped for you. That's, like, that's super exciting. <coughs> that's, like, <clears throat> for that's, like, every local band's dream, really, is, like, you know, to, you know, and then, you know, once you get the shit out, you know, it could, you know, it could catch wind, and then that's it. You know, all you need mm-hmm. is, like, like, I mean, in the in the matter, you know, in the days of internet now, all you need is one track to, like, go viral. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, it's true. I mean, it's definitely a lot of competition. I think, like, 60,000 songs a day are being uploaded. So, mm-hmm. it's definitely music a lot is, of competition. Yeah, with the internet, music's really blown up. Like, there's, yeah. there's never been a better and, in my opinion, worse time to get into music and to be a fan of music. Yeah. Because to get into music now is super hard because everybody's putting out music and every day it's something different. Mm -hmm. Every day there's a different sound. So to make something completely original now is really, it's tough Mm -hmm. because everything's going to sound like something else and or have like this flow or have this, you know, cadence or whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So like, you know, to be completely original in 2022 is difficult because we've had, you know, 500 years of, you know, music and, you know, just over the last, you know, 20 years with mm-hmm. the, the, with the, you know, the, uh, the introduction of the internet mm-hmm. and everything. So it's crazy. Cause now like somebody like juice world yeah, uploaded lucid dreams, to SoundCloud, and it had like fucking 25 quintillion fucking plays in like 24 hours or whatever. It like blew up like that. And that's all it takes, dude. That's literally all it takes now. It's crazy. And then, like, he was the biggest star in the world. Yeah. He blew up in, like, a week, and then he was the biggest star on the planet. Rest in peace, Juice World. Yeah, R.I.P. <coughs> Excuse me, fuck. Rest in peace to, like, rest in peace to, rest in peace to Peep, too. Rest wow. in peace to all of them, all of them kids that, like, all, rest in peace to everybody that we didn't lost to drugs, gang violence, violence, period. Rest in peace to everybody that we didn't lost, period, because, like, you know... The the, the 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 life cycle of like humans is always I feel like I feel like I feel like as humans we take our lives for granted. Yeah. I mean I find like for me personally you don't really realize how much of mortality you really have. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm good. Until like you lose someone close to you. Um like I remember my twenty second birthday I was sobbing at the bar because of losing um Lee Cobb R.I.P. Yeah, rest in peace Lee yeah. I, I know a lot of people who were fucked up over that yeah I mean that, that was my boy um he him and his mom like were a super big part of me and my teenage years just like being supportive and just like loving and caring mm-hmm. in a time where I really needed it mm-hmm. so I truly have nothing but good things to say about like him and his mom hell I've even um, saw his mom in recent times, so she lives out in Pitt, so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go out and I'll visit her and whatnot, and we'll just talk and just reminisce on the times we've had, because, mm-hmm. like, we really did have, like, 21 great years with Lee in yeah. our lives, so, I mean, really appreciative for him, mm-hmm. I really do miss him, and I'm <clears throat> glad, like, his mom is in my life, and mm-hmm. I'm in her life, we do support each other in the sense of we both know we have so much compassion and love for Lee himself. Mm-hmm. So that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. I only hung out with Lee a couple times through my buddy Dylan. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, you know, Dylan. yeah, pounds. Yeah, yeah. 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 But like, I only hung out with Lee maybe two or three times through him, but like, 
he was like he was always he's just he was so like he was so bubbly he was so effervescent yeah he was such a like he was such a beautiful person mm-hmm. like he he was always uh like he was always just trying to make people laugh bro like that's like that's the only thing that's like the yeah. only thing i remember is like he was always trying to make somebody laugh and he was always like it's fucking hilarious he's the, he was like the funniest person in the room really yeah and Dude could have took, taken off as a comedian. Yeah. Easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. He was he was something else, man. Fucking shout out. Rest in peace, Lee. Rest in peace, everybody we done lost to, to suicide. Yeah, man. That oh. shit's that's a it's a it's a very tough it's a tough sub tr- trigger warning. It's a tough subject. Bro, this shit's it's it's tough. Like but it, it really does put things into perspective though. Mm-hmm. After like after you after you go through that like after you go through that loss and like, you know, go through the grief and yeah. you know, pro- progress through it, it really like you really are your eyes are really opened to everything else that, you know, like all the shit that didn't matter before that you like were mm-hmm. tripping about and you're like what the fuck was I tripping about that for like I could like fucking die tomorrow like that like mm-hmm. if like if I die tomorrow that shit don't matter like what the fuck am I tripping over that for yeah. I mean, lately, my mental health and everything has been better than ever. Like, I feel the strongest I've ever felt in my life, really. And I felt like I just had a hell of a year just going through multiple things, whether it be a breakup or mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Like, I've definitely... I felt so sorry for myself for, like, so long. And I was just like, what can I do to help myself? And then I just, like, I mean, I went to therapy and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoy having that, like, third-person view, like, the bird-eyes view on it. Like, what can I do? Because when you're in those, like, difficult moments, it's hard to think outside of them. Yeah. Because you're in them. Yeah, because it's, 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 because you almost get tunnel vision. Yeah. It's, like, it it, it, it really is a tunnel vision. It's very much like tunnel vision because it's, like. All you can see is the roadblock ahead. Uh-huh. There could be two paths on each side that are wide wide open there, but your peripherals blocked because all you see is mm-hmm. what's on the track ahead of you. And it's it's very, very helpful. I'm in therapy right now. Yeah. I go every Wednesday. I'm in therapy every Wednesday. And it's it's been it's helpful. It's very helpful. Yeah. Like to anybody, like if you can afford therapy, if you can make it to therapy and I think everybody needs therapy. Even if you can't afford therapy, like, there are places that have, like, payment programs Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So, it is accessible in ways, and I truly hope, like, someone who is in dire need of therapy is able to, like, readily get it. It, Mental health services are, I feel like, are becoming more and more readily available, though, Mm -hmm. because of just, it's becoming more of a, like, an active issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's because it's not taboo to talk about it. Yeah. You know, like, mental health has existed, like, throughout centuries of lives. Mm-hmm. Like, people kill themselves today and people killed themselves 200 years ago and yep. before that. Mm-hmm. And whether we acknowledged it or not, it's because of mental health mm-hmm. and stuff, you know? They, whether they Whether we thought they were fucking possessed by demons who told them to do it or, you know, whether it was... Anything, you know, like, it's still a mental health issue. Yeah, I mean, I'm grateful to be able to witness, like, an era where people are 
more supportive than ever of, mm-hmm. like, talking about these things. Because, mm-hmm. like, going through high school and shit, like, maybe, like, my class was the tail end of it, but I really don't know anyone that was outspoken of their mental health. It felt like you got to keep your problems and secrecy mm-hmm. or else like you get judged oh they're they're delusional or retarded whatever mm-hmm. they may like whatever slurs they may throw your way yeah it's just like no i'm a human being <laughs> yeah. i'm literally oh sorry i have anxiety like oh <laughs> sorry i had traumatic things happen to me and it shaped me in ways <laughs> like i wish i wasn't mm-hmm. shaped, you know yeah like oh i'm i'm sorry that my fucking that i walked, grew up watching my parents argue every night and yeah. you know so like I'm sorry that, you know, when you yell at me, I fucking act a little weird. Like, Oh, no, dude. I I think for me personally, that's truly why I'm, like, not a screaming, yelling person. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for that. It's just because, like, growing up, like, you you witness those environments and then you're just, like, it, it leaves an impact on you where you either repeat it or you're just, like, no, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Like, um my dad's side of the family, like, a lot of them are alcoholics and stuff, and, like, me growing up watching that, I'm like... I understand that. Yeah, That's why like, I don't drink. I'm like, sure, I like drinking, but I know I can put moderation into myself. Yeah. Like, I know I have a limit, and I know when that limit's been reached. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, my dad's an alcoholic mm-hmm. to this day. Just, I just don't... I just don't drink. Yeah. I just try not to, period. Like, if... Like... Me and my girlfriend went to J.J. Hadley's the other night. Um, Love that place. Dude, so it was the first time I ever went. And I was like, oh, fuck it. I got a little bit of extra bread, so I had to drink. But, like, I won't, like, I'll never, like, go somewhere with the intention of getting drunk. Yeah. Like, that's not. No, for sure. There's definitely, like, a fine line between enjoying a drink and Mm -hmm. then just... Getting fucked up. Yeah. I mean, sure, it can be fun, but you really do have to be in a good mental state yeah. to enjoy it because yeah. if you do it consistently and whatnot and you have poor mental health like it's just prolonging your problems yeah it's only gonna add to your problems yeah because and 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 then there are like all these people that are like in pure like denial too mm-hmm. like i know i know people that are just in like pure denial of their alcoholism and yeah like, like and like you want to say something to these people but like at the same time it's like you know like what right do I have kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you can show people the door, but you can't force them through it, you Yeah, know? mm-hmm. You can lead a horse to water. <laughs> yeah. And make a drink. Facts of life. Yeah, dude. Where the fuck is Jake? He's the typical guy that just, like, shows up. Oh, I'll be there at 8. It shows up. 8.30, yeah, Jacob. We're 15 minutes into this recording. We are. And Jake's not here yet. I'm really disappointed. It's but you know what? It's fine. It's he'll, fine. He'll show up. We what, can rag on him when he shows up. <laughs> what have y'all been working on? Uh so um, HFM's had a lot of originals. Like our first practice was when we started writing our first song. Like it felt natural. It was mm-hmm. chemistry essentially. Even in Sunset, we wrote our first song in two hours. Oh wow! Yeah, HFM was very much similar to that. Um really do miss like this stomping i don't know beginning grounds of it It, Mm -hmm. because it's just like none of us were in a band in any capacity Mm -hmm. whatsoever but we all love music so we're like all right what do we do and 
there's a lot of teamwork and effort that goes into oh, it. Of course. Like, me and Christian, we would fight constantly because, like, he would try to write a song and then I'd be like, nah, dude, that sounds like shit. And then I'd try to write a song <laughs> and he'd be like, get out of here with that. And I'm like, I've been writing the majority of our shit. You sit behind your kit and shut the fuck up. Like... <sighs> Shout out Christian. Christian's cool as fuck too, though. We did give Christian one though. <coughs> so um, there's like a Family Guy skit where Ringo Starr writes a song and he shows it to the Beatles. He's like, "Hey guys, I made this for us." And then the rest of the Beatles were like, "Okay, that's really nice, Ringo. Let's put it on the fridge." And so they put it on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I've never so, seen that. So um. Christian came up with a riff one day, and then I was just like, fuck it, let's add to it. So we added to it, and, like, we finished out the song. Mm -hmm. He only probably provided, like, the three notes of, like, I'm trying to remember how it even fucking goes. It's all a blur, but I just remember he had three notes. I'm like, all right, let's try it this way, and then we bickered about how we want to write a chorus and stuff, and... Anyways, we finished his song, and he's like, yeah, I wrote that. And then we were all just ragging on him, like, nah, we did it as a team. But <laughs> we, we wrote that. But we called it Put It On The Fridge. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Because, like, when, when he's <coughs> like, oh, guys, I have an idea, we're like, all right, Christian, put it on the fridge. Put it on the fridge. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Drummers aren't real people. What? <laughs> they're simulations. They're 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 part of the matrix. They really are. They're all just they're all agents. They're on time and off time at the same fucking time, and it annoys me. <laughs> and their personalities are even worse. <laughs> it's just a ten year old not medicated for ADHD. It's li- okay. You're not wrong, but in a twenty six year old body. Yeah, you're not wrong, though. Drummers are wild fucking people dude they're all yeah. so wild you're wild too though i i'm only wild on the stage like you out- are fucking crazy when you perform dude like outside the stage like i just feel i don't know like i keep to myself mm-hmm. in a way like i just want to be reserved and then um when i hit the stage i just want to let all this energy out mm-hmm. and just like make a mark whether i look silly or not i remember watching the video because like in my mind like being in the Altoona music scene and whatnot, mm-hmm. just watching these bands play, they don't move around. Like, they, they're great musicians, but they don't really interact the or just do anything, mm-hmm. I guess, stellar. And as stupid as it sounds, I'm like, fuck it. I want to move around. I want to have a light shine on me in a way. Like, my bass guitar, like, makes me feel comfortable with doing all these things because mm-hmm. it acts as a barrier yeah like a lot of vocalists if they don't have a mic stand they kind of feel timid because mm-hmm. it's just them and a mic mm-hmm. but with a mic stand it acts more as a barrier yeah that's kind of how that. i feel about my bass guitar it's mm-hmm. like sure there's people out there but i'm still going to do the damn thing like, right like the bass is being played regardless yeah like mm-hmm. it, it really is who i am at my musical core like when I get in the mood to do a bass flip, I just fucking flip it, catch that shit, and keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just who I am. I don't care. Like, there's been plenty of times I've beaten the shit out of myself on stage. And I'll wake up next morning just so goddamn sore. But, like, 
I have this post-gig high and depression because I'm like, damn, I really miss it. But also, damn, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, like, I forget, bro. You be killing it when you perform, bro. And I think it's funny. Like, I wish Jake was here to speak on this. Oh, he says he thinks he's oh, here. Oh, shit. Hold on. Let's go, boys. Oh, shit, Jake. He came at the right time. Oh, we just shit. summoned him. This is perfect. What's up? Hey. No, you're good. We were just talking about how Kevin goes crazy on stage, dude. Where? I was about to talk about me and you on the stage. Yeah, y'all be y'all y'all on stage cracking the chemistry. It's crazy. I love watching you guys perform, dude. Straight up. We have a good time. <coughs> At least. I mean, What's up? Well, here's Jake now. How's it going, guys? What's up? <laughs> you know, we're here. Here we are. Is this for me? If you want it, I'll share it. Oh shit! What a job. Can toe up? Not really, but. Yeah. I mean, shit, Jake lives right down the street. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, dude, yeah. that's what. Like when I saw when I saw the uh, the address, I was like, 28th Street. I was like, yeah, that's just literally right down the street. Like, <laughs> my my <laughs> boss actually lives right next door. That's cool. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, AJ. Yeah, well, AJ's not my boss, but um, he I do like he's a coworker technically, uh-huh. but um, Dan. Oh, uh, okay. His fiance is is my boss, and I've I've known Dan like most of my life. So. That's nuts. Yeah, so uh, I've been over there to hang out a couple times too. They're, they're Small cool. fucking world. Yeah, dude. That's why I like when I even more so when I was like, this is crazy. I was like, I'm gonna live right beside all the homies. So. Yeah, that's nuts. But I think Jake said it best about like our energy on stage. It's like he'll give some. Like, he'll give 10%. Mm-hmm. Then I'll see it, and I'm like, oh, I want to give 20. So I'll give 20. Mm-hmm. Then he'll give 30. Like, we go back and forth it's for like that. one up until you're both at 150%, yeah. dude. We, we go fucking wild together. Yeah. I mean, my, my mindset on it is just that if, if Kevin's giving more than me as the front man, then I have to obviously go harder. Uh, and it's just, it's a constant battle. Um, but it's like... Good camaraderie, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Uh, we just bounce off each other as well. Like, it's not a competition. Other. Like, right. it's really just us having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I guess I'm the Pete Wentz of Altoona is the best way to put it. I, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a shitty way to put it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if you want to say that, I'm... I'm Bro, the facts I, like, I like it. You I could like be it. the... Oh, you could be it, dude. You can be Altoona Pete Wentz. I'll go with it, bro. I ain't gonna... I'm not gonna... Disagree. Uh, I mean, like when you talk about Fallout Boy, no one thinks of the singer; they think of Pete Wentz. Yeah, that's true. You're, you're not wrong. Nobody thinks of Patrick Stump when you talk about Fallout Boy. Although I do yeah, love Patrick. Sure. Patrick Stump is kind of nuts, though. The voice of an angel. That's all right. It, bo- yeah, he's just, when, but he's a quiet dude. Yeah, you can't always understand what he's saying either, though. I mean, singing well, it's just like he always there's a. That's like yeah, so that that you want more butt rock there for a second. Yeah, I guess you're right. You, you yeah. hit that the, was more Nickelback. Yeah, you kind of hit the Nickelback yeah. Creed kind of. Oh, dude, Creed fucks though. <laughs> like, <laughs> so does Nickelback. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not like, going to say Nickelback doesn't. Yeah, fuck. like lo, low key, all the butt rock bands obviously slap, dude, except like, trap. Dude, I I mean, Headstrong was a good song, but like, other than that, like, other than Headstrong, what is Trap? Yeah, what has Trap done for me? By no means do I agree with any of their political ideas. Yeah, but that entire self-titled album, which has Headstrong on it, I will I will sit there and say that I listened to it 
a ton when I was younger, like front to back. I, I, I would still say that I could go back and listen to that album and still be like, mm-hmm. it's solid. So I, I'm not I'm not a hater. I, I think that they're obviously probably turds, or at least the lead singer's a turd. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely a turd. I think the band themselves kicked, kicked out their lead singer on um, Parlor when that was a thing. Is so Parlor even relevant? Is Parlor even a thing anymore? I couldn't even tell you what I, that uh, is in the first place. What is it, it was just like some conservative hangout social media thing. Oh. Yeah. Because everyone got tired of Facebook, of course, so they sat there and had to make their own space, which, whatever, by all means. <laughs> I mean, it's their right. I, I That's don't know fine. If, I don't know if there's any, like, uh, validity or, like, credibility behind that, because what I, what I read is that that wasn't true. I don't know. I've not actually researched yeah. it to, to know. I don't sure. know. I might have to make a parlor account and then go snooping. But <laughs> Just go figure but it out. When I say I'm making a parlor account, that does not mean I'm a part of QAnon or yeah, shit sure. like that. <laughs> Master Q himself. Master yeah. Q himself. <laughs> Master Q dude. himself. Yeah. Kevin's got a fucking uh, Guy Fox mask in his back seat, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> Anonymous over here. Yeah, you, I have a January 6th tattoo on my butt cheek. <laughs> Never forget. Never, Never forget. I did it for my man, Donnie T. Oh my God. He cares about me a lot. We're homies. Yeah. He gave me a million dollars, but it was a show in my bubble. It was a show in my... But I never got that million dollars, so I don't know if it was really him. <laughs> Not the segue, but I did not know they made a pop of uh, the Demogorgon. Yeah, he's fucking huge, too. Yeah, dude. he's massive. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Say, got a, got a dope little collection here. Yeah. I'm, got an Appa, too. Yeah, I got Suki over there with the autograph on her. Dude, that's that's tight. Yeah. I, I met her, and I met Toff's voice actress, too. Oh, where did you at uh, like, Sci-Fi Valley last year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Sci-Fi Valley is like one of the best things to happen in our area. Oh to my be god, what the fuck? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like they really do bring in like well-known yeah. voice actors or yeah. people, mm-hmm. artists. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot of artists. I didn't go last year, but I went to the year before. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were tons of like, because uh, at that point still. Um, at least cared about it, but like Magic the Gathering. There's yeah. Of, like artists there that sat there and did their cards as well. That's cool. Um, yeah. It was it was cool, man. I mean, I, I, it definitely needs to happen more around here. Obviously, still low scale compared to a lot of the other like a, conventions. Yeah, like a on. Pittsburgh Comic Con. Yeah. Like, yeah. Robert England was there. Yeah. And like oh, that's shit. been my dad's idol since he was like two years old. <laughs> wow. That explains my father a lot. Now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Jim. Gigi <laughs> Allen and Rob, Rob England. Yeah. <laughs> Only Jim obeys the law for the most part. <laughs> now. He, he's the lawful anarchist. I don't know how to, else to express him. Sounds very oxymoronic. That was, <laughs> I know. Like, but he isn't in jail, so. Lawful chaos. Yeah. Lawful chaotic is Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the government, but... I will also bear their laws. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't go to jail. I, I love the dead Kennedys, but I also wish Ronald Reagan was still president. Makes no sense. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Makes absolutely zero sense. That's fine. I rag on him all the time just to be a dick. Like, I, I really don't care, but I'll be like, hey, Jim, 2004 was a great year. He's like, why? And I'm like, that's when Reagan died. And then he'll <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, I... He'll be like, you ever say that again, I will break your fucking teeth in. <laughs> oh, God. That's fucking hilarious. But the segue away from politics, looking at the oppa pop. So, Travel Song, our first song we wrote as 
a band in Hot Fudge Mondays. It started with our first guitarist, Anthony. He wrote the opening riff to the song, watching Avatar drunk and just like, just watching like, I don't know, cells or a scene where Oppa's just flying through the sky or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's just, has his guitar, he's just strumming. He's like, I want to call this travel song. And so he brought it in. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Then we added like our infamous one, one, two, three, four to it. Mm-hmm. And then the main chorus, which is kind of a rip off of MCR, but I didn't realize until after the fact, <laughs> but I mean, the difference is with house of bulbs by MCR, they go higher. Whereas we just go lower and then ascend back up to our root note. Mm-hmm. So we're similar in the sense of the notes we use, but like different usages. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole song is completely different, though. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. House of Wolves by MCR is not the same as Travel Song not by any means. No. But it's still, I mean, it's, to this day, it's still, like, the most fun song, I think, in some sense, to play on stage, just because it's so fast. Um, and everyone just loves doing the, the one, two, one, two, three, four, like you, time. Yeah, it's, like... It's always remembered. Um, it's... And it's funny, though, with that song is that it took forever to sit there and, A, write it because I was trying to figure out how, how to write realistically. Like, I was in a band in high school, and we would collectively write together, but all the lyrics have pretty much been me for uh, all the stuff that we've written so far. And so I was trying to figure out my way around actually writing. Um, and so I was like, I don't even know what I want to name this. And so, like, the first joke was forever um, was just it was going to be called... OBG, why did I fuck your mom? That the, <laughs> Honestly, that was a quality title. <laughs> that's title. a fucking quality yeah. title. Uh, and so that's then the PG version of it's just was travel song, of course. So, but travel song was the one that kind of stuck more. Though everyone would sit there and yeah, have a good chuckle out of the OBG, why did I fuck your mom? I mean, we could always put that in like parentheses and yeah, facts on the back of like a CD, like mm-hmm. of an EP we released. Yeah. Travel or, song yeah. parentheses OBG. Why, why did I fuck your mother? <laughs> Easter egg somewhere yeah. in itself. Or, or we like can how, make like a hidden track where we Yeah, I was gonna say like how will they used at the end of all their like older albums, the last song would end and then it'd be like a minute of silence and then it would just start with like another yeah. song and it would just end the album like that. Yeah. Some weird shit. That would be rad. Shit, let's let's bring that back. I miss like I miss albums like that to be honest. <laughs> Fucking just something different. Hidden tracks, yeah. facts. I'm trying to I'm trying to bring back different shit. You know, I was talking to Kevin earlier about Rob, but like I don't, I don't want to talk about Rob right now. I'll just, I'll just get sad. Yeah. I'll just get fucking sad, nah, dude. dude. I just hope he's well. That's it, man. From I mean, like he's just he's constantly like sick. Him and Elise are like constantly. Yeah, I know sick. they're both like yeah. going under like Ill- illness and stuff. Yeah, like they're constantly both just getting sick, dude. It's, yeah. It sucks. And, like every time, and like but when I am over there, the last time I was over there, we like. <laughs> Produced, mixed, mastered, recorded vocals for a whole song in like two hours. Hell yeah! I still want to finish Snow Cone with all. Oh my god, dude! It's literally like one of the best songs I've ever heard. That was like, yeah, yeah. Like that was literally one of the best songs I've ever heard. My that's like one of my favorite guitar things I've ever done. Oh my god! Just literally the circle of fourths. If you know music (laughs) theory by any means, it's all right. Yeah, it does sound pretty. I'll give it that. It does sound pretty. Yeah. No, Rob, Rob outdid himself there for sure. Oh my god, he fucking did. Dude. I definitely give it to him. Yeah, no, he produced that like a motherfucker. Yeah, it was insane. In- insane. I'll it's definitely insane. get a hold of him or I'll reach out to Elise, see if like 
we as a group can just like meet up with him and just try to finish that out yeah. and put it out. We just because that's, like, it, it, that's it, it's really a song that people should hear. It should, yeah, it needs to be heard. Like, it definitely needs to be heard. That is not something that needs to be held back. No, that's like, like you and Jake put good work into it. I put decent instrumentals behind it. And mm-hmm. Rob produced it like a fucking a master. Yeah. Masterfully. Yeah. Masterfully. But even still on that, I mean, we could sit there and write more. I have, I have no doubt that we could sit there and put out some, some other bangers. That would be Easily. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and uh, it was cool just because it was, it was vastly different from the writing that we're doing mm-hmm. as a band uh, for Hot Fudge Mondays. Um, so to do something like that again would be a, a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I've been, I, want, I've been wanting to get get with you guys about you know maybe hit like getting a feature yeah dude that would be so much fun we yeah. talked about it before yeah. like um when we covered uh, fuck lincoln parks bleed it out mm. like we want you to do all the raps for it oh but, yeah I mean, that'd be sick. doing like this i mean scheduling conflicts and shit right i mean god it would be a lot of fucking fun to that'd like so much fun like how uh, get you behind like a song so mm-hmm. you can just spit over it dude Mm-hmm. Like fucking Fall Out Boy has songs with like Big Sean. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, like a bunch of others. There's so many. Like fucking uh, Public Enemy did one with Anthrax. Dude, we were actually just talking about that recently. Um, I was saying about that I wanted to cover that at some point, if anything. Just because uh, we, we love covering Rage, and that's along the same field, obviously. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that would be another, another banger to sit there and, and cover that people would like to hear mm-hmm. um, that you don't think about too often. No. So it's very, it's very like, but everyone knows that hook. Yeah. Yeah. Bring the noise. Yeah. I mean, honestly, as a band, we've been on a turnstile kick in terms of our songwriting. Like I've met with our guitarist, Brayden, and like, we're just trying to bounce ideas. He's like, honestly, turnstile as a band, like they have the simplest riffs, but they make it the catchiest fucking thing. Like Mm -hmm. they really do live by kiss in terms of their music. And it's just so energetic. I would say, like, in a way, they're kind of a modern rage against the machine with what they do. But, like, I don't know how you feel about saying that. I can understand where you're coming from with that. Um, I haven't listened to enough. Dude, listen to Glow On by Turnstile. Like, it's, like, dream pop hardcore. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid way to put it. Um, and it's, like, it's still very radio-friendly, mm-hmm. um, which is what makes it phenomenal yeah for people that do like their fair amount of pop or popular you know rock alternative Mm -hmm. um it's it's that happy medium i think uh it's very easy to just eat up man like i got and that's as he said i mean we we all kind of fell into that album when it first dropped i I listened to it non-stop and i can still go back and play it front to back yeah i mean when i'm at work like i'll listen to it on repeat Mm -hmm. for like a couple hours and then it'll hit me i'm like oh yeah let's listen to their other stuff and then i'm like (laughs) I'm blasting just out of rage on repeat for, like, an hour. That song's just intense and just so fucking good. Like, the vocalist is just really passionate with, like, his growls and such. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not, like, growls in terms of, like, metal screaming, Mm -hmm. but, like, you can really hear, like, him putting his heart out into it. So is the rest of the band. I mean, I'd say I'm not good with words, but my bass speaks for me, Mm -hmm. and I feel that's true in a lot of the ways whether it be songwriting or me just playing the instrument by myself mm-hmm. i feel it's a more ex- yeah expressive way of mm-hmm. myself than 
me trying to tell you how I feel. Yeah. I mean, I can hit baseline terms like, oh, I feel anxious, but can I put it to a reason? I'm starting to work on that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? I understand that. Yeah, I could, like, I could probably write down in, like, a verse, in, like, a quick eight bars how, like, my day's been rather than going through somebody and trying to explain them what I did for the day. Yeah. Words are powerful. Yeah. The English language. Just words in general. Yeah. You know, just, and, like, and at the the end of the day, like, once you say something, like, that, like, whether it be, especially now with, like, again, like, with the, going back to the internet, mm-hmm. if you put something online, dude, like, even if you delete it, if somebody saw it, <laughs> if, 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 like, bro, screenshots, yeah. somebody takes one screenshot, yeah. guess what, yeah. guess what, now guess what, what you put online will never come off again. Yeah. It'll never be offline. Right. Because even if you delete that person's screenshot, they already sent it to somebody else. Yeah. And that person already sent it to somebody else. And yeah. that person already sent it to 10 other people. And those 10 people sent it to 10 people. And those 10 people sent it to 10 people. That's 1,000 people. I just remember <laughs> from a young age always being told, be careful what you put online. Yeah. It's just funny to see how, as an adult, like, it's you really do, yeah, how, how it's, it's progressed. Yeah, how it's really come back to actually mean something now. Where yeah. it's like, oh, fuck that. I can post whatever the fuck I want. And then, like, yeah. now it's like, oh, shit, I really shouldn't have posted that. Like, I mean, in the Wild West of the internet, like, there was anonymity on, uh-huh. like, um boards and stuff like no one used their real name or whatever right. like they used probably like i don't know movements fan 1969 or mm-hmm. whatever speaking of movements because i've been really loving them lately <laughs> i know adhd moment going back to the words topic we had my favorite lyrics of all time are like you are the rustling of leaves you are the honeysuckle breeze you are the sunlight shine on to me like when I listen to that part in Day Lily, I just hear it in my soul, and I'm just like, it makes me feel so fucking good. Like, if you haven't listened to that song, I encourage you to listen to it, because it's just so positive. Like, I've drove in my car, screamed along, like, the lyrics, and just fucking cried, because, like, <laughs> I love it so much. I feel that. I do that a lot. I do that a lot. You know, like, driving and screaming in my car is so releasing yeah like it's it, such a release dude like it's i'll tear up and shit it's and literally like, therapeutic yeah it, it's it's a whole other being in a healthy way because mm-hmm. it's not like a negative manner towards mm-hmm. someone it's like oh i'm just getting my feelings out. yeah this is how this is how i'm you know expressing yeah this is my expression right now but that's that's like the goal in my mindset too is it's like writing music is that I want to sit there and be able to create a piece at some point where someone sits there and it's just like, wow, I was moved by this so much that it brought me to tears. Mm-hmm. Or at least to sit there and be like, wow, I raged so hard that I, I went nuts to the gym or like I can mosh to this or something mm-hmm. along those lines. I feel lines. like it's we just, do have a good balance of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's getting there for sure. I think we definitely have the rage factor that like, yeah, we, so we can rage. definitely, we can literally, we can pick it up and bring the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, the sadness is still... It's there, but I think, like, that's what I've been saying for a while, is that I really, I want to write a very sad banger at some point. Oh, yeah, for sure. I have sure. tons of stuff written uh-huh. for that. It's just a matter of, you know, figuring it out at some point. Yeah, I mean, me and you should get together, you read me the lyrics, I'll work something out on guitar, and we'll just shift from there. I mean, that's kind of been how we originally done it. Yeah, yeah. Before we start just showing up at practice. We gonna write a song? Yeah. All right, let's do it. And then all of a sudden, we got a banger. Dude, so start, start noodling and 
Yeah. So, you know, we got, got another song, so. But I would say the closest thing to, like, Daylily in a way that we have would be It All Meant Nothing. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I think, like, it... Me and Brandon are talking about possibly doing that this weekend. Like, getting that recorded, allotting how much time we have. Mm-hmm. Like, if we have our two songs we want to get done and we have enough time for a third, we definitely want to do that one. That's fair. Like, it's simple in chord progression and it's just... I mean, personally, I wrote it when I was, like, going through a lot of things in, like, my previous relationship and stuff. Both, both like, you and Brayden. And then I just, I wrote from you guys' perspective, that was, like, the big thing. I mean, I wrote the entire s- song in Guitar Pro and just handed Brayden the tabs. I'm like, here you go. Do with this as you wish. I showed it to Christian. I'm like, this is kind of my idea for it. Um, Christian did help me with the song, like, the... That part, like... He came up with it. Actually, yeah, so I wrote it in Guitar Pro, and then he added the da, 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 da part afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? That's fucking energetic. So I added that, and I'm like, it really brings, like, the dynamic to the song. Yeah. Like, it couldn't be that song without that part, you know? No, yeah, I agree. Say, I've I've come to learn to love that song a lot, too. Um... I mean, I couldn't use words to express it, but fuck, I really put my heart behind that song, and I, I'm i so proud of it, like, how it turned out. Especially, I'm just grateful, like, my bandmates like it, too. There's nothing more, like, fulfilling in my heart is, like, when I show something to my bandmates and they all collectively like it, it makes me feel good as, like, an artist, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you can all sit there and just be like... Oh yeah, that's that's the move, man. Right? Yeah. There. That's how I felt when we when we first started writing so far from fine because I was like, yo, I have these lyrics and I have a melody, uh-huh. and you guys were like, okay, and so I showed you the melody and then the lyrics, and we're like, oh yeah, and we like it was like that day we sat there, got it yeah. together, and was just like, oh shit, wow, like this is actually like a, a complete song that yeah. sounds like actually composed well, mm-hmm. uh, and that's I think that's why I still like said I go back to that song a lot because it's just like I felt. In the beginning of my writing, like I said, because Travel Song first was just like, fuck, man, I'm just throwing anything against the wall and hoping something sticks. Yeah, I mean, it's a very, like, upbeat punk song. Like, yeah. Really, you just scream into a mic where, so far from fine, there's heartfelt behind it. Not that Travel Song doesn't have it, but it's like a different type of vibe, different type of feeling. Like, I remember you showing, I think that's usually how we came up with the songs was, you would give me, like, your lyrical melody you have, and I would put it to a key on the guitar that would probably best fit, like, the band as a whole vibe, mm-hmm. and then we went from it from there, because I remember the da-na-na-na-na-na, like, within your lyrics, and I'm like, that kind of fucks, and at that time, I was just really into Nirvana, so I just wanted to write grunge, <laughs> <laughs> like, Stone Temple Pilots and shit, I was just like... That's going to be the grungiest fucking song I'm ever writing. Yeah. And I would say, like, it really is probably the grungiest song we have in our set. Or at least, like, if we were a 90s grunge band, if we were around in the Seattle era of grunge time, I think we could have blown up with that song. I mean, right place, right time. We we could have been top five. It's so weird, <laughs> it's so weird to explain that song, though, because I feel like everyone kind of has, like, a different perspective on that song, because... When we were doing it uh, with Piper, at, the, at least when I was doing it with Piper, he's like, man, this gives me like Cage the Elephant vibes. And I was just like, that's really weird. 
But I love that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also, like, when he played it, he played much more, like, fuller chords than mm-hmm. just power chords. Yeah. It really comes down to context. Like, Braden's going to do the power chords. Like, that's truly what he's more than likely going to feel at his core. Mm-hmm. Whereas Piper's like, eh, I just wanted to add, like, some spice to it. Yeah. I mean, it really does come down to the artist. I mean, you're right. It does does go different for every our person mm-hmm. now that I think everybody's about it. everybody's ears different everybody's everybody's feel is different you know like everybody yeah. everybody has a different vibe everybody has a different mood different aura yeah. so what I, I feel like a lot of times depending on like you can listen to the same song three different times and feel three different things and have three different meanings yeah, I think in different situations and times of your life, obviously, mm-hmm. a song can mean something very different to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just recently, actually, like, for example, I mean, uh, when I first listened to City in Color, I was in eighth grade, and so I was going through the teenage angst thing, and so his, his album Sometimes, so I recently just got a tattoo for it, uh, and the song Day Old Hate, it ends with the lyrics, uh, the things we do just to stay alive. Mm-hmm. And I would sit there and like just repeat that, and be like, Oh, I'm an angsty, depressed teen. I hate life, and you know I feel suicidal and blah 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 blah. You know, just all the, the same things that all, all teens go through. Um, but now, like I go back and I listen to that album, and I'm like, man, like I, there's like a piece there almost. Like I'm like, wow, this is so cool that I've I've made it this far and I've gotten past that that mm-hmm. point in my life. Um, but that that album means so much to me still, and that's why I got it tattooed. Um, and that's the thing, like I said, that's the you no know, like where where you are in life, things mean different things mm-hmm. to you if you will um, yeah yeah like for me personally neon genesis like as an anime that was like my heart and soul just because like i really related to the insecurities of like shinji and stuff shit sad yeah <laughs> that shows that anime is so fucking sad it, it's so sad but it's beautiful it's in the way. So like it's gorgeous. just so human it's so it's very human it's and very, I, very I really appreciated that but like as a me right now where i am in my life i truly just feel like mentally healthier you know like i do feel like i'm getting somewhere yeah i'm oh you gotta press the button on it there you go <laughs> fucking vocalist oh it's well, dead babe so it's a little bit better that's why i haven't i've not done it all the past week man i've been I've been good i'm trying so i've been trying to sit there and be smart so we're going to the studio on Saturday, mm-hmm. and so I want to just save my voice as much as I possibly can. Like that's mm-hmm. the one thing that I've been I've been pretty consistent about, and I'm pretty like I'm pretty good with like even when we play shows that I sit there and like I'm so anal uh, and like hard on myself that I sit there and go like, all right, man, you like don't drink heavily before the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sit there like get your rest, drink like throat coat, mm-hmm. have like your your clear throat spray. Just all the things that uh, I can sit there and do to, to make sure that I have the best performance possible. I would say steam mm-hmm. is like the most powerful thing. Well, I do mm-hmm. I do steam as well. Yeah. Um, I, I find like I sing better in the shower, but it's mostly attributed to steam. No, everyone sings better in the shower. Everybody sings better in the shower, though. Yeah. yeah. Literally everyone. It doesn't yeah. matter. Just as your car, too. Exactly. Bro, you, I'm, I swear You know, God. I was singing in my car earlier, and I'm like... Damn, I probably could be a vocalist in some aspect. Bro. Like, damn, I'm, I'm Mariah Carey right now. Facts, bro. I was literally singing in my car earlier. I'm like, bro, why am I hitting these notes, though? And then yeah. in my head, I'm like, 
I know for a goddamn fact I ain't hitting these motherfucking yeah. notes. Like, I am uh, not hitting these yeah. notes at all. I do probably 75% of my writing in my car. You know, we just talked about that earlier about how therapeutic it is. But, like, for me, that's always been a consistency mm-hmm. since I've had my license. Um, and it's even more so as, as a musician now because it's, like, I'll sit there and I'll think of a melody. And I'm like, oh, fuck, like, just because I'm so scatterbrained. Uh, I have to sit there and instantly be like, okay, like, turn off music real quick and like, okay, recorder, melody, da 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 da, and then you know I might not even sit there and do anything with it that day. Mm-hmm. I might come back to it, but that happens a lot. That I'll sit there and if like you were to go through my phone, mm-hmm. like both my recordings and notes are just flooded. Mm-hmm. I have, it's the same difference too. My like my writing style kind of goes back and forth. Like I can start with a melody and write from it. Like a mm-hmm. lot of people obviously do, but there are a lot of times where I'll I'll come up. Or I'll think of a line or something like uh, inspires me where I like come up with a random line. I'm like, wow, that line's really cool. I like that a lot. And then I can build an entire song mm-hmm. or a poem or a short mm-hmm. story from that. Uh, and I do it quite often. And so that's the thing is, like I said, I'll like hurry and like, oh, red light. Like, type it out. I'm like, all right, that line fucks. Cool. And then I might, like I said, I might forget about it. And then I'll come back, you know, two days later and I'll like write something again. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, I forgot about that line. That line's super cool. And then I'll like, Work on that again. Yep. Da, 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 da. It's uh, it's so weird. I mean, how it works, but like, I just have a flood of just like. Notes. He really does. And when I first hung out with him, mm-hmm. that was one of the first things he showed me because was like all the notes in his phone. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he fucking scrolled for days, brother. Like I was just like, when he says he has notes in his phone, he's not fucking lying. And this was two years ago. Like mm-hmm. we've only been friends for two years now. Because yeah. we met in college. I wore a, You can tell a story because yeah. I like your perspective yeah. on it. It's... I mean, it's always so funny just because it's such a simple interaction, but still, like, cool. I mean, mm-hmm. once again, why music is such just a powerful force. One of the most powerful. It just brings people together so yes. well is that... Uh, I think at this point, I would have been a sophomore. Um, and so he and I were doing a business class together. And at first, he was just like this loud uproarious guy and I was like man and like at this point like at me in school and even still like I'm pretty just like chill like I mean I'm a pretty extroverted guy but mm-hmm. and when I'm with friends I'm the same way and I get kind of loud and silly but like in school I'm like trying to be as professional as possible mm-hmm. and Kevin is just like a fucking clown yeah and so absolutely he's yeah. being insane in class I'm like man this guy's a lot but he like came <laughs> in it was like second or third day probably uh, he's wearing a dance cabin dance shirt and I was like oh fucking cool I was like I like dance cabin dance I was like hey man cool shirt and he's like you like dance cabin dance and I was like yeah I like dance cabin dance he's like awesome dude and so from that point we just like started talking music mm-hmm. and it was like a month later at that point then he's just like do you want to see something really crazy and I was like yeah what's up man he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna propose to my girlfriend and I was just like holy shit what and he goes I have the ring right now and I was like like who the fuck am I to, to you to show me to show me this ring, you know, of this girl that you're about to you propose to? And I was just like, okay, dude, cool. And so he he like shows me the ring. I'm like, damn, dude, like that's that's a nice ring, good for you, man. Like that was so wow. Like it was such like a, a silly, precious moment, but uh, I mean, still like really rad. Like it's a uh, it was I won't say like a turning point or even a milestone in our friendship, but it was still like a, to me it was like okay, like this dude fucks with me obviously mm-hmm. enough to sit there and be like, hey, man, so. Um, and it wasn't long after that that COVID started. Mm. And so we ended up at karaoke one night and he was just like, hey man, I like your voice. Do you want to like 
play some music together at some point. I was like, yeah, dude, sure. And so we got together, um, started jamming, and just like little by little, we're like, okay, well, let's see if we can do something with this now. Like, mm-hmm. can we make a band? And so he ended up getting a hold of a couple other people. And then, you know, as every band starts out with your humble beginnings, we're playing in a, a shitty garage that has no air conditioning or nothing, like no... That summer no was ven- the most eclectic summer of all time, dude. Yeah. No ventilation, just, I mean, it was just, I mean, once again, just trying to figure out your way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we're sitting there, I can't sing at all at this point. And it's it's just sitting there. I'm just like, man, this is rough. And even even our guitarist at one point was like to Kevin. He's just like, I thought you said this dude could sing. <laughs> All right. To your credit, though, our first two songs were "I'm Not Okay," I promise, and then "I'm Living on a Prayer." Yeah. Like that was our fucking con- like. Yeah. How are we going from MCR to Bon Jovi? Yeah. How are we expecting him to keep up with fucking Bon Jovi? Bon Jovi doesn't even sing in that range. Yet. No. Like unrealistic. I mean, definitely dope. I was just like, I, mean, I love, I love this music. I love Bon Jovi and I love My Chemical Romance. I'm just like, I can't do this justice realistically. And I'm just being honest with myself, and it's, it is what it is. Those are, yeah, those are two very, those are vocally two very difficult. Songs. Well, I mean, our guitarist at the time, Anthony, he really fucking loves hair metal. Yeah, that's his bread. And, <laughs> like, honest, I mean, hair metal fucks. Like, that's hair just, metal fucks for no. You're not wrong though, dude. Like, hair metal goes dumb hard. I'd shake my ass on the hood of White Snake's car, you know? Facts. Bro, I'm, Round and Round by Rat? Don't even get me started, bro. Yeah. Rat fucks is a band hard. Rat for sure. fucks, yeah. dude. Rat I mean, fucks. dude, I've seen, I've seen plenty of 80s bands, and I will tell you, I mean, obviously at this point, you know, they're, they're all old, so they've been doing their thing for a minute, but um, when it comes to just, like, showmanship, true talent, uh, and just, like, wailing vocals man like it it is insane how some of these dudes can hold up like uh one of my favorite vocalists even though it's you know not necessarily in the hair metal genre but like i always think of like greatest vocalist of all time steve perry of journey Mm -hmm. and the dude could just in his prime obviously could just go for days but insane dude yeah i mean you, you have all these dudes and like that was that was the the commonality back then is that they all could just fucking go crazy high and just Whale for days, and you're like, you guys aren't human. Like Rush, dude. Dude, I mean, Getty Lee is a good singer, but Getty Lee also is a good singer. It's odd the fact, but he's a fucking great bassist, dude. Shreds. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the thing that's uh, what makes Rush different than every other band is when you can shred on bass and also whale. Like, you're inhuman, man. You're inhuman. A freak. Just a freak. Yeah. Just a freaking I've never seen Rush live, but I've watched plenty of live videos. Yeah. Dude, they're obviously insane. Rest in peace, Neil Peart. Yeah. Greatest drummer ever. Oh, my. Easy. I don't even think it's close. No competition. It's not even close. It's literally not even close. Sad to never get to see them live with him, man. No. But you know what? Um, Primus is doing uh, tribute. Like, it's... I think they're doing their album album tribute to the Kings or whatever because of Neil Peart's passing. Because Les Claypool was inspired by Getty Lee, despite Getty Lee not doing slap or anything at uh-huh. all. I mean, I I think every bassist in a way is influenced by Getty Lee and Rush. Like, yeah, can you can't just that. listen to YYZ and or YYZ and not say it fucks. You know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because it absolutely does fuck. It fucks hard. Even if you're not an instrumental guy, like mm-hmm. you still bop your head at the da na 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 na. Like mm-hmm. that's a fucking banger riff. That's so fun. But that's when you know 
in some sense you've made it too. What at least that you can sit there and come up with a killer riff that someone that knows nothing about music and they're like, man, that is slapper. You know, that's that's a slapper right there. Right. Uh, it's something different, man. Which, not to segue once again, but and this, I'm sorry, Kev, because you're you're not gonna be able to get involved in this conversation much. But that's okay. I know that you are also a sports fan, um, but. I don't know if you saw earlier because I'm a Raiders fan, but De- yep, Devonte Adams. Dude. I was I was literally just talking to my girlfriend about it. I like I picked my phone up and I was like, Packers training Devontae to the Raiders. I was like, uh, dude, I was at, I what was, the fuck? I, so my my buddy calls me earlier and he goes, Devonte Adams is going to the Raiders. And so prior to Aaron Rodgers signing back with uh, with the Packers getting that extension, uh, yeah, I was like, this is possible because. He bought a house in Vegas. Um, you know, if, if, if Rodgers is gone, he has no reason to stay. But, you know, the fact that he re-signs with the Packers, I was like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Giving up on that dream, hopefully we can sit there and pick up Allen Robinson. And then Allen Robinson gets signed today, too. I'm like, well, okay, well, we, we're going to pick up someone with our first-round pick, you know. And then, uh, like I said, my buddy calls me and goes, no, dude, I'm serious. Like, Adam Schefter just tweeted out seconds ago that Devontae Adams is going to the Raiders. I was like, you're fucking with me. You're, that's a joke. He's like, no, man, I'm being serious. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. And so I was like, oh, whatever, I'll go check. I'll bite. And so I look, and I'm just like, the Raiders and Devontae Adams are currently in talks. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, sitting there, and when I finally see that it's, like, an like official thing, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I'm going to cry. Yeah, dude, that's a great pickup for Oakland. Or, sorry, for Las Vegas. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, it's only what they're. It's only the first. This is only their second year there now. Dude, Vontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs. That's a great offense. Yeah, as long as they pick up that offensive line, man. Yeah, as long as Derek Carr stays healthy. Yeah, which I mean, dude, knock on wood, he did all last season. Once again, they if they sure up that all uh, that O line, man, it's gonna happen. All right, let me. So Anthony sends me a text. He says, did you put Christian up to this? Oh, and I guess it's just a Snapchat of Christian making, like, the, you know, the phone call, fa- like, you know, fuckboy status shit. Oh, the fuckboy phase. Hello, uh, my name is Christian, and I'm a senior at Penn State Altoona. I'm from here, too. LOL. I'm in a band, a supervisor at Sheets, and I'm at the skate park for the first time about the fall on my face. Laughy emoji. There. Now you know me. Who are you? Is that like his Tinder account? I I don't know. What is this? It it seems like a snap. What? Like he put it on a story. That's a story? I don't know. Let me check Snap real quick. What the fuck? Like I said, drummers aren't real people, dude. (laughs) Yeah, he literally Yeah, he said that like five minutes in, bro. He's like, drummers aren't real people. No, drummers aren't real people. They can't even count the four. (laughs) And we expect them to play in four, fuck them. <laughs> oh shit, he is at the skate. All right. With the skate park at 9 p.m.? Uh, yeah, like an hour ago. Oh, I was like, what? I was like, what skate park's open at 9 p.m.? What What 22 year old male is hanging out with. Oh, Memphis? someone. Someone. He's skating with Nick Mick and Izzy. I don't know. Christian is the skater boy at Boys. Like, at their snaps, and he even tagged you in one. <laughs> Why would he? Why would he tag me? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he felt impressed. All I know is I'm buying a BMX bike, and I, oh, he, yeah, dude, watch him skate. 
Look, Wait, what? Oh my god. Oh shit, yo. <laughs> He's gonna break his wrist and not be able to drum on Saturday. Dude, he's that's all right. A, a drum machine works better than our own drummer. Hey, you're funny as fuck, bro. I swear to God, you got so much hate for drummers, bro. I am prejudiced against. <laughs> it's like, it's like all drummers on all bases just have beef, like permanent beef. No, it's Especially just I'm love sick. Each other. They're supposed to have a relationship. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wait, we have a musical relationship. Yeah. In terms of personality, though, <laughs> god damn it, they're the dumbest fucking morons I've ever met. But it, like, in and like at surface level, to know Christian and Kevin, or like not to not even know them, I should say, is that they're both just once again very uproarious. Yeah, they are weirdo clowns. Yeah. So, what what sign know, are you, Libra? What time is, do you, what, when's, what's Christian's like, birthday? April 20, April 30th, because Catherine's April 29th. Okay. Because I'm a Libra sun, moon, and a Leo rising. I don't know dick about astrology, but my friend did read me a birth chart once. I'm a Leo sun, Gemini moon, Virgo rising. I also don't know shit, but mm. I just remembered that because there was this astrology bitch I was trying to fuck with like two years ago. <laughs> That's how it goes, man. That's how it always so starts. Like, That's how it always starts. I did my birth chart, but now I got my girlfriend and her daughter, and it's pretty awesome. We've been together for like a year now. I just know that every time anyone has ever really asked about someone's sign, they, they end up going, oh, yeah, you're definitely that. Yeah, you're, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it makes so much sense now. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I knew. No wonder why you're such a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry I hit your car. I'm an asparagus. Yeah. I'm an asparagus. <laughs> How sad of you, dude. How sad of you. I'm a vegetarian. I'm a vegetarian. I'm a vegetarian. Oh, you just... You know what Mike Miller said, dude. I just Some eat pussy. Some people eat pussy. I just eat pussy. Other, other people, people need, need food. food. Dude, rest in peace, man. Rest. I don't even want it's to. I'll cry. It's just crazy that everyone started eating pussy after I did, man. I can't believe I started that wave. <laughs> I was going to say, I started it, but you're older than me, so um, I guess I took inspiration First of all, I started it. Dude, this man's almost 30. How old are you? 29. Oh, you are older than me. Oh, oh. wait, no, Brayden had to start it, because he was around for Christ's crucifixion. Yeah, he was. Oh, what the fuck? Because he's 31. My yeah. girlfriend's 32. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we keep that quiet. <laughs> We respect all women around Mom's here. Mom's going after them cougars. Yeah. She's wonderful. Milfs are us, baby. Milfs are facts. I just, want, I, just need to, I just want to get one of those hoodies that says, I heart hot moms, and then just like walk around with her and her daughter. Just in the mall. Just like... <laughs> oh, real fuck boy shit. And just, all the old ladies are just glaring. <laughs> so, speaking of like all the I heart um, hot mom sweaters, back in ninth grade my grandma bought me like hollister and abercrombie fit shirts mm-hmm. nice. and my favorite abercrombie and fit shirt it said you're on my to-do list and i remember getting that shirt and i looked at my grandmother and i'm just like do you even know what this fucking means and she's like it just means like you're on my to-do list like and i'm just like she's obviously not making that connection no. so i'm like okay Graham." so i decided to wear it to school Oh shit! I'm like, let's see how far I could get with how, it. How you did not make it past homeroom, did you? I made it past homeroom. Okay. I made it past first period. Okay. I got the second period. I saw Mr. Schultz. Oh yeah. So yeah, immediately. Yeah. I was walking to his class. He's like, "Hey, Kevin, can you come here real quick?" I'm like, 
I wasn't thinking about it. I'm like, right. I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, am I on your to-do list? <laughs> wow, you got to take off that shirt. Yeah, I, I don't maybe know. you have to take off that shirt. Whoa, anyway. whoa, whoa. I was 15. <laughs> that, 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 I was 15. That's weird. But he I, doesn't care. I, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. No, Mr. Schultz is cool. He was cool. Yeah, Mr. Schultz, cool dude. Yeah. Um, no disrespect, actually. He'll beat the shit out of you, bro. He's like, that man's he, still he, serving in the military. Bro, he's that like a major or something in the army, though. He'll fucking, dude, that man's can like he'll kill you. He'll yeah. literally like he'll make you go missing. I remember ninth grade with Mr. Schultz for civics, and my buddy Tom asked him the the question that you're never supposed to ask any veteran. And I've been asked before myself that, and I'm like, dude, I've did you kill me. anyone? Yes. Yeah. And it's like, from my perspective, I'm like, man, I just worked on planes. It was like a nine to five job, basically being in the air force. Yeah. But for him, you know, being in the army, uh, <laughs> sitting there and actually doing the thing and going on to yeah. sit there and be like, Hey man, have you ever killed someone? He's just like, why would you ask me that <laughs> in front of, in front of a bunch of other teen kids? He's like, I don't want. I don't want to answer your question. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Like, and, and so he's like, and of course he goes to the next step and goes, oh, so you have then. And he's just like, I, I don't want to talk about right, it. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, which, you know, obviously anyone is going to sit there and respond that way. Like, right. It's He's lucky he didn't sit there and get angry. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he responded the best. I was definitely one of those kids. So, what, you graduated what, in 2012? Yeah. Okay, I graduated. In 2011, sorry. Okay, I graduated in 2013. Yeah. I had him also, I also had him in ninth grade. He fucking, I got, I got like three days out of school suspension because I had a paint marker. And, like, I was, like, trying to shake it up to, like, get the paint to the tip. And there was a crack in the top, in, like, in the back of it. So when I started shaking it, paint just fucking flew everywhere, dude. And, like, I didn't even notice it got, like, this bitch hair next to me. Like, it got, like, in people's hair, like, on people's books and on their clothes. It was on the ceiling. It was on the windows. <laughs> it was fucking everywhere. That's right. It was on me. It was on the desk. He was like, you're coming here after school cleaning this up. I had All two. Right, I was like, "Turn." Smoking your ass, lady. Right. <laughs> like I was. Other either that, or he was gonna fucking find me. Yeah. And like, shit. He probably he probably got connections, bro. He probably got Area Fifty One connections. He probably got Area Fifty One clearance. <laughs> Area Fifty One on speed dial. Facts. I hope you like abduct this kid. One of the most like bully things I've ever done was there was this kid that came up to our civics class. Mm. I just genuinely didn't like him. I fucking hated him in ninth grade. <laughs> but I mean, like, I'm 15, I'm dumb, I'm mm. not really thinking about others, I'm thinking about myself and my own needs. What's so, like, it, it, yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Is my name Christian? Kevin so it's close. Fuck out of here. <laughs> this is why we're, you're getting auto-tuned this weekend. Hell, oh, man, good. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> I'm going straight Kanye. Let's go 808s and heartbreaks. J-Pain. <laughs> J-Pain. Yeah, I'm about it, <laughs> But, uh, kids just sitting beside me. and Like, we sat beside each other, which just made it worse. <laughs> and Schultz is just outside the classroom. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I fucking hate this kid. What am I going to do about it? So I grabbed my book. And I just said, hey, look here. He's like, what? I just fucking crack him across the face. With Holy him. shit. And he, he falls to the fucking ground. And it's the only time I ever did that. that that's the only time I ever, like, physically hurt someone in school. And he gets back up, just sits in his chair, and just, like, took it. And, like, didn't tell on me or shit. And I'm just like, good, you deserve that. He really didn't. And I'm sure I got my karma for it in life. But also, at the same time, like... 
I guess my karma is I feel bad for that now. And I'm probably going to feel bad for that in my grave. Yeah, you're going to be paying for that if you have Holy to, yeah. shit! That's so fucking funny to me, yeah. dude. He's like, look here. It's, it's even weirder just because you're just, uh, like, you're, you're such a pacifist. Dude, you're now. so passive now, I, dude. Well, at the time, like, I had a lot going on in my mm, life. 15-year-old like, Kevin's probably real angry. Yeah, like, I was very fucking angry, whether it be at the world or, like, my parents or whatever. Mm, whoever. Just, like, yeah. I, I remember, oh, I guess I did hit another kid in ninth grade. But, um, this one here. well, this kid kind of deserved Got it. Got a but. bunch of repressed memories just beating people's ass. You'd be like, oh, and then I beat this kid's ass in tenth grade, <laughs> behind the library, eleventh so, grade. They're all coming out now. <laughs> yeah, facts. <clears throat> Real confession hours with a priest who won't touch me. <laughs> oh, shit. <sh> <clears throat> <clears throat> well, you're too old now, so they wouldn't anyway. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, thank God he doesn't even like me anyways. Who? Yeah, who? <laughs> anyways, so the master they serve. Um, I remember ninth grade. I had my retainer in. I accidentally threw it out. This kid was laughing about it, like me throwing it out. So, like, I get it out of the trash, whatever. I wash it up and stuff. He's still sitting with his buddy. Just, like, rub my hands together and just fucking crack them in the back of the head. And then, like, he tried to fight me. And I'm like, sure, let's fight. But, like, it never happened. I was supposed to get in a couple fights in high school. One never happened. I was in ninth grade. I was supposed to fight this kid named Rob Honor. He was a hockey player. Over 200 kids found out. Over 100 kids showed up to the, like, fight spot. Over six cop cars showed up. There were about six cop cars showed up. So we had to leave. And apparently there was like a backup place we were supposed to meet, but nobody told me. Such a small town thing. I <laughs> I do remember Gavin beating the shit out of some kid in junior high and then showing up to jazz band practice. And I'm like, that is such, that is the most fucking Sigma male thing ever. <laughs> like this kid wanted to fight him. So I was like, fuck it, I'll fight you. Just beat his ass to the ground. Showed up to jazz band late and was just like, all right, I'm here to play. I'm just like, what a fucking baller. Hell yeah. He was like, passing my fucking saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Altoona is such an anomaly in the sense of just all the shit that exists here and that happens on almost like an everyday basis. You're absolutely right. Dude, my senior year, there was legitimately a race war. There was a race war. Oh, I remember. Point. I remember. I remember hearing yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Bridge that connects A to B building. I was there in was, 11th grade that there year, was, then. There yeah. was a standoff, okay, between all the, the cowboy boys, the country boys, the, the good old boys. boys. Uh, Let me get my truck and my small dick. <laughs> and then literally just all, all the black dudes of, of the school. And it all started over, like, the one kid just being a racist piece of shit. Yeah. And, which, good. And he got hit about it, which, once again, good. good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good. And he got uh, all his racist yeah. buddies. Yeah, and then he's just like... Hey man, well I got beat up because I'm a piece of shit. Let me gather all my other piece of shit friends. <laughs> and so they're like, "Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. Let's be piece of shit together. And let's go collectively stand on this bridge and stare down all these people. If we could spit coal, skull at them." But the the best part about the entire thing, because it didn't happen, thank God, because it didn't need to. It was fucking stupid yeah. anyway. And I hope all those people learned and and time how dumb it is. But camo is considered. A gang color. Yeah, I remember that. Like, you legitimately couldn't wear camo. Mm -hmm. And so in the end, it was just like, all the Yeehaw boys lost, and it was great. Yeah. Because they're like, my entire wardrobe's, uh, wardrobe's out the window. Pretty much. They were like, well, Mom, we gotta go to JCPenney. Can't yeah. go to Carhartt now. <laughs> God damn it. 
We gotta go to that hot topic now. I never liked that shit anyway. <laughs> that shit's for queers. That shit's for them damn queers, boy. <laughs> so, oh, you want to go to Foot Locker? That's for the darkies. I can't go there. Oh but what's. God. Oh my god. <laughs> that is bad. All, all the melanin monkey shop at Foot Locker. Oh Whoa. My god. Hey, he can say that. I mean, yeah, he can. He can say that. We can't. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, no. fuck that, dude. But yeah, yeah. that's that's. What I'll, I'll call white boys mix all day. I mean, that. <laughs> yeah, ha- happy St. Patrick's Day to Yo, apparently, mix. apparently, honky. apparently on Twitch. <laughs> Apparently on Twitch you can't call white people crackers because they consider it a slur now. Dude, I, you know what? The funny thing is, is like, and I'm like, how is it a slur when like literally they called white people crackers for doing what they did, cracking whips? Yeah, uh, like in general, growing crackers up, crackers is just short for whip crackers. Yeah, dude. It's it's it was a, it was said in a stand up at one point, and I know I can't recall who it is, unfortunately, but uh, there's not a single quote unquote like racist. Or a racial slur for white people that isn't funny. At least that I don't think it's funny. <laughs> like, if someone calls me a cracker, I'm like, yeah, you're right. I mean, right. growing up, like, hearing the N-word and stuff, like, the, it carries weight to it. Like, it's mm. truly meant for, like, ill intention. But you call me a fucking cracker or something like that, like, I'm just going to be like, yeah, so? It's what I am. <laughs> like, I'm white, yeah. No, it's just... I, I wish I was Ritz. I wish I was a little bit more pigmented but no dude i'm fucking saltine yeah even past that man just it's just like the idea of it's just like i mean not the the history behind it but it's just funny like once again being called a honky like they're just funny terms yeah that's actually hilarious funny terms Uh like what is that even yeah so yeah that's why it's just like i i I can only laugh at such things it's like there's nothing that you can Uh, yeah unfortunately Intolerance is, intolerance is just nuts. Like I don't understand how somebody somebody could just be like, you know, you look different than me. You can go fuck yourself. I, I mean, it's it all comes down to like their upbringings and shit right. like that. But and, and like, I've, this is a percentage I've always wondered. Like, how many people are racist because of experience that they've had? Like, how many people mm-hmm. like like how many people like weren't racist and then they were like twenty six? They or, like, they, like, were in the army, they got deployed, they came back, their white girlfriend was cheating on with a black guy, so now all black people are pieces of shit. Yeah. See, I feel like that's not as common, at least from my experience. I don't think, I don't think it's, I don't, I only know I don't think it's, person. I don't think it's that common either. Yeah. But I'm not saying, like, all military people like that. I'm saying, like, anybody yeah. who, yeah. like, like, say, like, even if they weren't deployed, they fucking came home from work and their wife was with the black pool guy or the Hispanic pool guy, yeah. and now they're, like, all fucking, all illegal immigrants are fucking scumbags now. I think, I think for the most part, man, it, it's just, uh, you were, you're born and bred with it. It's, like, a lot of people it's that taught, talk that yeah. way is that at least, like, people that I've met through my life, and I mean, I, you know, I, I shouldn't say that only my experiences make sense, but that's what I think of it. I mean, your experience makes sense to you. Everybody's, yeah, exactly. I'm talking even like, so being in the military, there's just diversity everywhere. I mean, dude, there there were so many times that it was like, that's cool to say, especially coming from a place like this, that's, you know, Mm -hmm. one of the whitest metropolitan areas in America, of being like the only white kid in the group. It's like, hell yeah, dude. Like, this is is way different from back home. We didn't (laughs) get this anymore, you know, type shit. Um, But, I like, what I've learned really saw from other people I should say is that like people that definitely were on the opposite side of the, like opposite side of the spectrum that you know probably were racist going into or prejudiced going into the mm. military most of them sat there and ended up coming out turning. the and, other and, way yeah and it was it was cool to see man uh, there was actually a dude uh at one point that 
um, I hated at first working with him, man. And he was just that dude that would like say some foul shit all the time, like to other people and to me. And I was like, man, I don't fuck with this guy at all. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really did. And like, it got to the point where like we were about to fight about it, and I was like, man, I'm tired of your shit. Like, no one fucking likes you, dude. You're an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, but he in like time, we became like okay. Just and once again, the thing about the military that's so weird is it's like you have to learn to like these people only because especially at least where I was at is like you're in a shitty area um no one wants to live in North Dakota it's cold so you have to figure out a way to to talk to these people you have to figure out a way to to be friends with them as best mm-hmm. you can or at least work with them well um and so a lot of times a lot of just deep friendships are made just going through the trenches together if you will mm-hmm. and so that's how it was with this dude it's like I said hate him forever been a partying together a lot and it dude did full 180 in due time like this dude was so like homophobic even mm-hmm. uh or like just whether i don't even want to say like he had a frat like fragile masculinity um he, he wouldn't hug other dudes mm-hmm. which is like I, it's so weird to me uh where i like how my family is and my background is like we're all super extroverted and very like mm-hmm. huggy feely emotional yeah, like my family as well yeah. yeah so like that shit's weird to me to be like no i don't hug dudes I'm like what the fuck are you talking about dude? Like, that's yeah that, i'd be like yeah, dude, you got weird. cock. It's Not gonna hug you. You might get me pregnant. Like, yeah. it's, it's just weird shit. But bro, bro, if you hug me, I'll turn gay. And so in due time, man, it was like I remember like telling him I was like as like a silly joke between us. I was like, before I leave, dude, I'm gonna give you a hug. And he's just like, no, you're not. And I was like, it's consistent. I was like the consistent thing. Mm-hmm. Sure as shit. Like when I was getting out, most of my homies were still there. We had a going away party, of course, because like there was a couple of us that uh, like. They lived together, mm-hmm. and then we had a party house, and mm-hmm. it was like every weekend was a, a banger, dude. Like, swear to God, every Friday, Saturday, a lot of times Sundays, sometimes Thursdays, throughout the fucking week, man, we would have 70-plus people in our basement. Had cops called so many times. We legitimately had a shooting at one point in one of our parties. Great. Dude, can't make it up. It's so it's so weird because it's just like all of us was a bunch of military dudes. We'd go out. Bars closed there at 1.00. There's so, nothing so, to do in North Dakota or then drink exactly. yourself silly. 100%. Yeah, when it's negative 20 degrees outside, you're saying I'm trying to get hammered, you know, in my spare time. <laughs> Stay not, warm somehow. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Jack Dan, fucking Henny, that's my favorite dark liquor, dude. You're that that shit will I keep know. me warm. I know. I, it's, you say that before, have me, like, rattled almost, because I was just, like, my experience with Henny. I don't know what it bro, is, man. I just throw like, up on it every time. Bro, anything is possible. Yeah, anything. I've heard there's anything is possible, dude. Bro. I love the Henny Chef on Facebook. Oh, dude with the dreads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's funny as hell, dude. Instead of like cooking oil, we're using Henny. We use Henny. Like he, he made fried chicken out of Henny. Yeah, he literally, yo, like he literally fried chicken in Hennessy, bro. I just, I'm trying, I don't think. Hell, even I don't know, man. I feel like it wouldn't be that good. It probably wouldn't be that good, but he yeah. did it anyway. Respect. That shit would probably taste like ass, respectfully. Oh, probably. <laughs> respectfully, that shit would probably taste like ass. But anything is possible. But he- exactly. But anything is possible. Thank you, Kevin. Damn, it's 9.30. Shit. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate y'all for coming through. Of course. Uh, much love to y'all. Much love to everybody who's listening. Thank y'all for listening very much. Um... Peace and love. Peace and love to y'all. Of course. Peace and love and all. Uh, Yeah, man. Thanks for coming by. And we'll have to do this again. You know, after you guys are done recording, we'll have to get back together and talk about it and, you know, give give the people an update. Yeah. Hot Fudge Mondays. We're on Facebook, Instagram, 
Hot Fudge Mondays. Um, Mondays, that's M-O-N-D-A-E-S. Yeah. Fun we'll is. be putting out so- songs soon. So, bangers come to your ears soon. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, this is, wow, this is episode three. We're starting. Here we go. Thanks, you guys. Uh, be easy. Much love. Anything's possible. And remember, anything is possible, y'all. Anything is possible. <laughs>